Today, Jack, the show is all about you. You're in full control. It's about your favourite area, cap space. So, mate, that's me done. This is all about you. Go. First of all, hello to Jack. Good morning, Jack. Let's talk to Jack Duffin. Let's bring in Jack Duffin. In our Westminster studio is Jack Duffin. Welcome back to the 12th episode of the Jack Duffin Cap Show, and we're back talking cap. So, um, similar idea to last week, looking at the PFF top players for the first seven weeks, but whereas last week we were focusing on draft position as an average, this week we're focusing on average salary across um, the top 25% and the top um, 50% of players at the position. So if you haven't listened to last week's, go back and give last week's a listen because it will give you some more information on where this comes from. I'm not debating PFF grades here. They are what they are. I'm a massive fan of them. Um, so you can go out and look at PFF grades and debate that somewhere else. Um, it's looking at the top 25% and top 50% of starters based on a 11 personnel offense. That's one tight end, one running back and three wide receivers and a 4 2 5 base defence, so that's um, two edge defenders, two inside defenders, two linebackers, three cornerbacks, and two safeties. Um, I know there's variations of different teams playing all sorts of stuff, but this is what I decided is the most nearest to a base defence that I can use for every team, so that's what I've gone for. Um, if you go to my Twitter account, at Jack Duffin, J-A-C-K-D-U-F-F-I-N, I've done a table with all this information on again, which you can look at, and it's worth having the table there while you're listening to the pod, or even just at references to drop in and out at times. So this is the average of a player's contract um, as it stands. So Baker Mayfield, for example, is on a four-year deal. I've not taken his uh, salary just for this year. I've taken the average um, through all four years, um, all the numbers are from the fantastic team that uh, over the cap. I'd recommend if you ever want to look at salary cap or bits and pieces, go over there. If you want to do more reading on it, you've got Zach Moore's book, Caponomics, and you've got Jason Fitzgerald done a book on uh, the names off the top of my head, that's Crunching Numbers or something similar to that. Both fantastic books and well worth a read. Um, so with these, I've included information on how many rookie deals are within that group of the 20 and 50 percent because it's important information to know because obviously for groups made up of heavily rookies the numbers are naturally going to be lower but obviously it shows you where these young players can come in and impact straight away so obviously the run impact position is by far the most rookie deals in there which is no surprise because it's the one position you can come straight into the NFL and produce day one unless your name's Ronald Jones. That's a dig for my uh, mate that's a Tampa fan that listens to the show. So, hello Adam, how are you? Um, With them uh, deals, any player on a fifth-year option or a player on a um, tender, um, they're counted as veteran deals. I've very much gone the three or four years of a rookie deal. Um, That is all I'm classing as that rookie deal. Um, And if you notice in the table, we've got 12.5 players on rookie deals in terms of interior defenders and the reason for that is there's two players tied um, for the 32nd interior defender in terms of PFF grade through weeks one to seven so what I've done is I've taken the two players and I've just 
average them off before averaging them with the rest of the league. So don't think I've lost the plot and think there's a half player running around the NFL because that would be madness. But no, so what do the tables show us? So there's some really interesting things. If we're just going to look straight through at the numbers first, um, quarterbacks, top eight is 17.65 million. Um, top 16 is 17.25 million. Um, running backs, uh, the top of the position is 3.9 million. Um, and then the 50% is 3 million. Uh, wide receivers, the top 25% uh, is 8.8 .8 million. Um, the top 50% is 7.7 million. Tight ends, we've got 6.1 million for the top 25% and 4.4 million for the top 50%. Tackles, we've got 9.1 million for the top 25% and the top 50% coming at 8.3 million. Guards, 8.3 million, uh, sorry, 5.3 million for the top 25% of guards. The top 50% um, of guards coming at 5.7 million. Um, centers, the top 25% uh, is 7 million. 5.5 million for the top 50%. Edge defenders, second highest, it's 10.1 million for the top 25%, and the top 50% is 8.3. Uh, Interior defenders, it's 8.9 million for the top 25%, and the top 50% come in at 7.7 .7 million. Um, linebackers, it's 4.4 million for the top 16, and the top 32 come in at 4 million. Um, cornerbacks, the top 25% come in at 5.3 million. The top 48, um, top 48, which is top 50%, come in at 4, uh, 5 million. Um, safeties, which the top 25% come in at 3.6, and the top 32% come in at 4.1. So that's a quick run through. Go over to the table. It'll make more sense when you look at it that way. And just a quick run through on what it means for different positions. Obviously, quarterback, as we expected, would be a the most expensive position in the NFL. Um, but it was interesting to note, all but two of the um, 11 quarterbacks are on veteran deals, averaging over $20 million a year. The only two that don't make that is uh, Fitzmagic and Andy Dalton. Um, and then you've obviously got the rookies. And I think the thing to note is, are some of these players on the list worth that 20 million plus? So if we look near the bottom of it, you Cam Newton's Kirk Cousins. Um, Matt Ryan came in at 10th best QB on 30 million. And for me, I would much rather be paying them rookie um, quarterbacks or Baker's the most at 8.2. But it goes down all the way to Dak Prescott at 680,000, but that's a bit of an exception. So if we look at the others, Patrick Mahomes, 4.1 is average across his deal. If you're not going to get that elite, elite play of your Brady Rogers or even Drew Brees, if you want to include him, then I would much rather not pay that money. Get another rookie, draft some one at the top of the round and trade off your quarterback. If they're sort of a good quarterback, you're Matt Stafford's, you're sort of very good but not elite level. As I've always said, trade them off and replace them with some cheap talent because that money saved there, you can invest in somewhere else. Running backs, they're basically worthless. Um, they're all the same. The second most expensive running back in that list, Saquon Barkley at 7.8 million, which is comfortably more expensive. The third, um, obviously, Todd Gurley's the most at 14.4. Interesting note, I read a piece 
Um, I believe, let me check who wrote it, but it was an interesting piece that said, when Todd Gurley is against stacked boxes in the middle, he's actually below average in terms of the NFL for getting yards. Um, comes in at something like 3.75 yards, um, and it was a piece by, it's at Frisco, Josh, name is Josh Hermsmeyer, I thought it was, and it basically said that Sean McVay deserves the most credit for Todd Gurley's production. So on when he's faced a uh, seven-man front, is below league average at just 3.7 yards per attempt. But it's when Todd, Gur um, Todd Gurley's facing them easy fronts because they play with them th uh, three wide receivers all the time. It means that the box is very light and Todd Gurley's averaging a 5.5 yards per carry when that happens. So that's on six-man fronts. So it's, it's about the work you can do and running when it's useful because if you can't get the um, defence to genuinely believe you're going to pass, unless you're sort of facing a third and one or something, a fourth and one, then you're never going to get a good running game going. So personally, I'd always be of the mind of call a pass play, unless it's very obvious passing, sort of uh, running of sort of third and one, and then go to the line. And if your quarterback, whether it's Baker Mayfield or someone else, sees that that box is really light, that's when you run it. Make them play to the pass, and when they misjudge it, that's when you just focus on pounding the rock and getting through there. So you've got Saquon at two with a 7.8 million, and then coming in at three is Marshawn Lynch at 4.5. So that is how expensive Saquon Barkley is. The second most expensive running back in that top 16. It's just an insane waste of money. Um, you'll never convince me that a running back is worth that money. Um, if you can get production at sort of 1-2 million, um, then you're happy as Larry and you're laughing. So, uh, no, you're never going to get me happy. Never pay a running back, just draft them. Um, the only exception is if you've got a solid receiving back like your Duke Johnsons, then you, you can convince me that you can uh, you pay them so... Uh, no, extend them. Otherwise, they just use them as battering rams, and when they run their ground, just move them on. Um, wide receivers is a very expensive position. Um, other than quarterbacks and tackles, it's the most expensive position on the offense. Um, you do need them. Um, I, I argue whether you genuinely need that sort of elite wide receiver one that you're paying an insane amount of money to in sort of your 15-plus uh, million. Uh, personally, I wouldn't do that, but I can understand where it comes from. I think you can get solid production in the five to ten million range, and if you can get a few of them, then you can have a solid um, team. And um, if we come down to tight ends, it was really interesting to look at how similar them contracts are. So Kelsey nine point four, Gronkowski nine, Burton eight, Zach Ertz eight point five. You've got that very similar, um, there's a ceiling on it that basically Rob Gronkowski's put on um, tight ends in the NFL, and uh, there's lots of play people in that, and then you've got sort of a handful of them coming in at the five, five and a half uh, million pound mark, and then a handful of rookies in there. So it was interesting to note quite sort of how there is a built-in ceiling there, 
and uh, it's, it's been kept to quite closely. Um, offensive line, obviously, it it's more expensive at the tackles, and it's interesting to note that centres have paid more than guards. I think thought that was an interesting thing that I didn't really expect, um, but it's there. Um, and I think the int interesting thing here is how few rookies there are. All three positions, tackle, guard and centre, have less than 30% um, of rookies in there, showing that their top play is coming from vets, whereas other positions you can sort of get these rookies to perform at a high level. Um, on the rookie deal, so it's full rookie deal I'm talking about, all four years of it, I undrafted it three years. I'm not just on about that sort of uh, first year rookie, but it's positions that you develop and you get better and better. So uh, it's just interesting thing to note and keep an eye on. You, you're not expecting your tackles, guards and centres to come in and produce from day one. Obviously, unless you draft a Quinton Nelson, um, you're not going to get them probably at an elite level straight out the gates. Edge defender, no surprise there, is the second most position, expensive position in the NFL. The interesting thing for me to note is how little variance there was um, all the way through. So from the top 8 to the top 16 to the top 24 to the top 32, basically all paid the same amount of money. Um, on average, there's not much movement and... That surprised me. I thought it'd be a position where your elite players got paid loads, but um, where them elite players are dotted around, there's not much movement. Interior defender, there was a lot of drop-off here that it did surprise me. So you've got them handful. Obviously, Donald is just a freak up there at number one. You've got Fletcher Cox um, in there at two, Akeem Hicks in there at three. But then there, there's a gradual drop-off um, in terms of productions, and there's lots of cheaper players in there. You've got a few floating around like Casey, Atkins, and Short, but uh, there's definitely a move to make that position cheaper once you drop off the top. Um, obviously, 12.5 of the 32 are on rookie deals, which is quite high at 39.1%, um, but you can, get, you can go cheaper and still get some solid production. Uh, you're not going to get elite production unless you get a Donald, but... Um, there's still solid production to be had. Linebacker position. This was a surprise here. And 50% of those top 32 are on rookie deals. Um, you've got very few linebackers that are paid over the 10 million mark. You've sort of got them few at the top. Sort of Bobby Wagner 1, Luke Keekley 2, Zach Brown 3. And they're on 10.7, 12.4 and 7 million respectively. You've got... Van Der Esch, um, who's looked really good this year, coming in at four, which is just under three million. And Devon, uh, Levante David, just over 10 million, is fifth. But then if you go down the list, there's a couple of them in there that are big money, but there's lots and lots of cheap ones in there that are producing. So uh, I think it's a position that you don't actually have to spend that much in linebackers. Personally, I'm not really a view of you invest loads in them. I think you can get some solid production everywhere. And for me, you only need two. Get rid of this nonsense of having three of them on the field. Um, unless it's an obvious run situation, you, you're wasting your time. Get an extra cornerback in there. Get an extra safety. And if you want sort of a, that hybrid safety linebacker, your Peppers, your Kindred, obviously the Browns fans, they're your players that can play that third uh, linebacker and do a really good job. So if we flick on next... Uh, the growing position in the NFL is cornerback. The money is 
all over the place. Looking at this list, I've tried to look at it and find some trends, and I'm really seeing nothing. Um, it's everywhere that you spend a lot of money, but you're not guaranteed production. Um, it's it's an interesting position. I think you'll see more and more money go into the cornerback position as we continue towards a uh, passing league. Um, safety is the cheapest position for top 25. There's lots of um, people in the 5 to 8 million range in here. You've got Earl Thomas um, up the top of the list on 10 million. And then you've only got one other player, which is Harrison Smith at 21, that smashes the 10 million mark. Um, and yeah, there's nearly 50%. It's uh, 15 of the 32 on rookie deals. So there's lots of cheap players in there. And it was interesting to note this sort of off-season that lots of um, teams weren't paying safeties in the same way they used to be paid. So uh, it's something to keep an eye on, guys, and see how it moves around. Um, because who knows what's going to happen. So if we just run through in order of the top 25% the positions in terms of salary. It's one's quarterback, two edge defender, three tackle, four interior defender, five wide receiver, six center, seven tight end, eight cornerback, nine guard, 10 linebacker, 11 running back, and 12 is safety. And then if you move it up to uh, top 50%, one still quarterback, two still edge defender, three still tackle, and fourth and fifth reverse. So fourth is wide receiver, fifth is interior defender. Um, number six, you see a big increase. Guard moves up the list to sixth. Seventh is um, center. Eighth is cornerback. Ninth is tight end. Tenth is safety. Eleventh is linebacker. Twelfth is running back. Um, and sort of through the list going from your top 25 to your top 50, the only two positions that the salary cap commitment went up as you went to top 50% rather than top 25% is guard and safety. And guard is, is half a million up on average, so it's very, very little move. And it's the same on safety. So it's not a massive jump, but they're the only two positions where it didn't move cheaper as you uh, lowered the average quality. Um and then if we look at, in terms of rookie deals, which players in which positions had the most rookie deals, one is running back, two is linebacker, three is safety, four is interior defender, five is tight end, six is wide receiver, seven is quarterback and uh, cornerback, um, ninth is tackle, tenth draws is guard and edge defender, and twelfth is center. And I thought it would be interesting to look at if you took the top 22 um, players, so one quarterback, one running back, three wide receivers, uh, one tight end, two tackles, two guards, one center, two edge defenders, two interior defenders, two linebackers, three cornerbacks, and two safeties, and took their top 25% in every position and worked out how much that would cost on this year's um, salary cap. So that came in at 150, well, basically just under $160 million, and the NFL salary cap this year is 177.2. So if you wanted a top 25% um, at every single position um, for your starters on both sides of the ball, that would then leave you, as an average, to pay the remaining amount on your roster, 560000 per position. 
So it's, it's easily possible. Personally, I'd much rather see some uh, stacking of talent because you've got to rotate uh, positions like your running backs, um, probably your wide receivers, your edge defenders, your interior defenders. So you might want to move them around. But it was interesting to note that you could have a team that had top 25% in every single position as an average cost and they'd still be able to get under the NFL salary cap. So uh, just an interesting thing to note, guys. Um, I've got a special guest coming on next week that any Browns fans listening will know. So um, I'm looking forward to dropping that show. And then uh, after that week, I'm looking at doing some pieces with free agency. So um, make sure you keep listening, guys. Um, any questions, please do get in touch. It's at Jack Duffin on Twitter, J-A-C-K-D-U-F-F-I-N. I'm really enjoying these shows, but... Come at me with ideas. If you want to hear me talk about a particular topic, you want to hear me do a deep dive in an area, I'm here. I'm, I'm open with ideas. I've got some things I'm considering discussing. So uh, no, let me know, guys, as I really want to mix up the shows and drop some exciting content. I hope you've all had a good week. There's positive signs there for the Browns. And uh, onwards and upwards, guys. Thanks for listening. All the best. And remember, the future's bright. The future's baker.